Sisters defines irony as the expression of one's meaning by using language that normally signifies the opposite. So this is my grade seven opener to the podcast here. So this is an ironic episode in the sense that Bill and I are drinking Chardonnay and there's a black fly in it. (laughs) We actually have coffees today. Yeah, yeah. I guess the ironic thing or coincidental or whatever you want to call it, you're the you're the English guy, like you, you tell me what I'm trying to say. The song we are doing is Sunglasses at Night, but we're recording in the middle of the day and neither of us are wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I don't know if that's irony. That's it's, it's a it's irony in the music world, I think. It could be irony that you wear your sunglasses at night so you can see. To prepare for this episode, I tried listening to our original Corey Hart podcast episode from a year ago. So we dropped three episodes same day, and this is one of the three. We did Never Surrender. And uh, tough listen. You know, we've grown, we've matured, we've evolved as podcasters, I think, if we can call ourselves that. Yeah. You know, it's like looking back at something stupid you did as as a child and being embarrassed about it or something uh, foolish you did in uh in your teen years and just like oh, I can't believe I did that that haircut the those clothes all that other sort of stuff those were our awkward teen years yeah awkward teen years right off the bat we have new mics which help at least you have a new mic yep we have a mixer yep and I did not try to do EQ over our voices so that I sound like I was placed inside of a fish tank. Yeah. (laughs) So I've learned valuable lessons the last 365 plus days. Yeah. So we've we've moved on from our awkward teen years to our awkward 40s. Yeah. And we're ready to tackle uh, Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart. This song is nuts. Yeah. How good it is. It hits you right at the beginning and it doesn't stop. It yeah. doesn't let go. Yeah. When we were kids, I remember this song all the time in the playground. We talk about it, joke about it. And the lyrics and the chorus, wearing sunglasses at night, just was so easy for me to remember as a kid. And yeah. I think kids thought this was totally awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, you wear sunglasses during the day because it's functional. Well, you wear them at night because you're cool. Yeah, that's right. Right? A little bit of history about Corey Hart. So I want to listen to the last episode we did on this, not to repeat things, because we talked about what he does in his concerts for hard of hearing people mm-hmm. and all the positive things he's doing. But there's other things we didn't talk about. Yeah. So I just want to touch on them briefly. Yes. One of them is... The first person to hear him sing who is in the music business, mm-hmm. Tom Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Corey Hart's the youngest of five. They were living in Florida. They lived in a lot of different places. They're in Mexico. They're in Florida. Mm-hmm. And while he was in Florida, his sister worked with Tom Jones on something or other and then asked if he would listen to her kid brother, who is only 11 years old. Oh, really? And Corey Hart was so nervous that when he sang, he had to sing on his knees and just kind of feel the music. And Tom Jones is like, wow, you got a good voice. I don't think I can help you out. 
but my friend can. His name is Paul Anka. <laughs> so Paul Anka hears Corey Hart, loves it, and ends up being his mentor. Paul Anka being the Canadian Tom Jones. Ex- yes, exactly. Okay, so there's there's some pedigree there. Yep. I got more. Okay. When he's 17 years old, he goes to see Billy Joel at the Montreal Forum, mm-hmm. brings a demo tape that he recorded of five songs, and puts it in envelopes for every member of the band, of oh, Billy really? Joel's band, with a note asking them to listen to it. Oh, wow. He gets a call at one in the morning from the guy who plays, I think, saxophone, and says, hey this is good. Do you want to come over and see it? And so he gets on his bike at one in the morning. And so they would have called him at <laughs> his bonkers. house. Yeah. Takes his bike all the way to the hotel. And then they realize he's like not even old enough to, I mean, he's Quebec, but he's still a, a few months away from being at drinking age. Yeah, yeah. But they end up inviting him to Long Island and he meets Billy Joel there. He might have, he probably met Billy Joel that night, but mm-hmm. he ends up in Long Island working at a at a bar singing songs and all that and he ends up getting a record contract and this album is recorded mostly in england oh actually I think yeah, yeah. All in, in manchester isn't yeah it? yeah it, it's funny though like um it's almost a similar type of story as andy kim right like yeah just like he was a kid and he went down to new york and and started his career right like these starry-eyed canadians going down to the the big city and and making it big right like like that's a bonker story. Yeah. Corey Hart, we we talked about it last year, but just to reiterate, he's very focused. When he yeah. decides something, he sticks to it. One of them was that he would never smoke or drink or do drugs. When yeah. he was like nine years old, he made that decision. Had a pretty complicated relationship with his father. Difficult. Yes. But because of it, he talked about these inadvertent lessons his father taught him about being a good person. Okay. And so he is a teetotaler, which fits that we're drinking coffee today for yeah. the podcast. And he also had this drive that just to keep pushing forward. And, you know, that this leads into his career where he ends up, you know, the production and stuff. I mean, there's producers on it, but he's mm-hmm. he's involved in the whole process. He writes his songs. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, he's got his hands all over the album, yeah, right? That's and, right. And especially he was he was young too at the time. Yeah, super. What early twenties? Early twenties. You can hear in the album influences. Yes. What influences do you pick up when you hear this song or the album in particular? A lot of synth influences. <laughs> I think there's is. some synth. Yeah. You hear the Eurythmics? Yeah, I hear the Eurythmics. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that driving synth right out of the beginning? Yes, that's... that's Sweet Dreams. Yes, This is the you. common criticism that this yeah. is too similar to Sweet Dreams. I don't know. Nah, I think they're different songs. Yeah, and even so, it's like having two great pieces of chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're different cakes. They both taste awesome. Yeah. Like, just enjoy. Stop <laughs> complaining, people. <laughs> that's right. Another one, let me just bring it up in my notes here. The police are a huge influence. And you okay. can hear it in how he sings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got that sort of, I want to say, syncopated sting style. Yeah. Well, we because we, we all know what syncopation is. Totally. Right? Yeah. So he's got that sound where it's almost this sort of reggae-ish feel, like white reggae type of deal, if I can say it that way. But he, he is interested in the police, and you can hear it in how he's using his voice. So, which probably would have really influenced uh, Informer by Snow, right? Another Canadian exactly. reggae artist yeah. <laughs> from Scarborough. Yeah. <laughs> One day, well, are we going to do Snow? Oh, please, no. I th- uh, okay. we, 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 have, we have to have some standards, Bill. 
Yeah, now it's it's a must now. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into the song because this is coming off first offense. Then this is the debut track and debut single. Yeah, and uh, so there's a couple of different stories or, or myths out there on how the song came about, the concept of the song. The one on Wikipedia, which is my usual number one resource here, was saying that when they were recording in Manchester, there was an air vent, like right above the console of, of the soundboard, yeah. and was blowing air at the sound technicians. So they all wore sunglasses. And that's how Corey Hart got the inspiration for sunglasses at night, because you know, they're recording at night, they're wearing sunglasses, so, you know, makes sense, right? Okay. I don't know if I believe that one yeah. as much as I believe the other one, where he said that he kind of wrote a placer lyric. He was in, in Manchester, and if you've been to England, and our English listeners would, would know this because they live there, but it, it rains there a lot. So he bought these new pair of Ray-Bans, and he just kept wanting to wear them. But he never got the chance to because it was always rainy and overcast. Anyways, he wrote this song and the placer lyric was, my cigarette got wet. And he says, it's an ironic lyric, again with the irony, it's an ironic lyric because I never smoked a, a day in my life. Oh, this is so Corey Hart here. It was the nascent embryo of sunglasses, although I didn't realize it. I actually recorded uh, a demo for Wet, which had... Well, I'm guessing my cigarettes got wet, Yeah, which had uh, many musical elements of uh, sunglasses, but it wasn't really sold on the song. I'm going to call out Corey here. I don't think it's ironic that it's called Cigarettes Are Wet. I think that's just, uh, that's, yeah, you know, that's not, I, that wouldn't quite work. But he did write a song with irony in it. He wrote this song after he'd finished the entire album, First Offense. They had 11 songs done. He came back home. And then while he's in Montreal, he writes this. Yeah. So he had the idea, writes it, and then convinces his label, who've already spent a ton of money, yeah. to let him record it. So they fly him back yeah. to England. He does it. And thank goodness they did this, because this song is better than everything on the album. The album oh, yeah. is fine. I yeah. actually liked it better this time around than last year when I listened to it. Yeah. This is um, a good album, but Sunglasses is crazy. It's the popper, right? Like, oh, this is goodness. the one that really sold the album. This is the one that pushed Corey Hart into the mainstream. And the, the crazy thing about it, too, is, so this was a big hit in the United States, minor hit in Canada. Very minor. This shocked me. Yeah. It only made it to number 24 in Canada. And then uh, role reversal for Never Surrender. Uh, Never Surrender was way bigger in Canada than it, than it was in the States. Yeah. Never Surrender charted higher, I think, than Sunglasses did in the States. Oh, did it? Yeah. But Sunglasses has endured longer in the States. Yeah. yeah so Never okay. Surrender was as... I mean, it went to number one in Canada, but not as high in the States. Boy in the Box went diamond in Canada, but First Offense did hardly anything comparatively and mm -hmm. he, there is i mean he's not upset about I, I was listening to interviews he's not upset about that at all but just it's just interesting to notice what carries on in our culture yeah 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 what endures right and, and where it endures geographically right yeah yeah okay let's get into song analysis yeah um 
it's kind of all over the place. Oh my goodness. You got sounds and lyrics. That equals song. <laughs> That's totally. our, our song equation. Yeah. I'm still amazed at how good the production sounds. Now, part of that might be because they must have remastered it for streaming mm-hmm. because it sounds better than most 80s tunes. Like okay. it, it, it doesn't feel distant. Like when you get a CD and you're like, oh man, that sounds like it was in a box somewhere yeah. and they have to remaster it. But when I hear it, that synth opening is crazy. Yeah. And it's it just kind of envelops you, especially if you're listening to it with headphones on. Yeah. It sounds incredible. I always remember thinking when it came on, if I close my eyes, I can see the lights on the uh, on the soundboard, like the EQ, just sort of like bouncing yeah. up and down off of each yeah. other. And just, yeah, that was always the visual that I got. Would you say it's crisp and sharp? I would think so. Yeah, it's not really fuzzy or dirty or anything like that. Like it's 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 pretty clean with the with with the synth there, right? Yeah. And so here's what I have written down. I don't right. like this. It sounds sinister. I'm amazed at how sinister yes. it feels. Yes, absolutely. And the reason is it's the use of all the machines instead of like the sort of organic instruments. Okay. So that's just why I think it has that sinister feel. And it immediately makes me think of two movies that came out around this time. Okay. Blade Runner and Terminator. I was going to say, yeah, Terminator and Blade Runner. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the dystopian machine sounds yep. that gives you the sense of a dark future ahead. And it's the 80s, and so we still have the Cold War going on. Yep. Now it's all peaches and roses, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But, but then... Everyone's holding hands and, and singing in the world. There's no, there is no tension or, or anything going on. Yeah. It just feels of its time in a perfect yes. way, where oh, yeah. there was this feeling that there's this dread, and the yep. song has so much dread in it, it matches perfectly. Yeah, it sort of captures like the that cultural zeitgeist of, of the era, right? I've been reading the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's a good, you nailed it. Wow. Yes. Look at that. Okay. Yeah, we, look at us, 400 days after our last Corey Hart one. We, yeah, we're I killing. know, right? Okay. So we've established the sounds. Yeah. The music is so good, and the music is really what drives the song, right? But the lyrics are, and I'm giving Corey Hart a pass on this. Yeah. Because he's 19, 20 when he writes this song. Yeah. Right? So think about us just a year ago, how awkward we were in our lyricism. Yeah, that's right. And think 25 years back if we attempted to do a podcast. Yeah, it would have been awful. Corey Hart's a better man than both of us. Oh, yeah. 100%. He said in this interview I heard, he said, don't do drugs or alcohol. You can just be high on life. I'm like, wow, that's so cheesy. But also, you're such a better guy than us. (laughs) And you live in the Bahamas. Yeah. And your kids play championship tennis. And yeah, okay. The first time I heard you reference that was in here while we were drinking a beer together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Corey. Um, last year we talked about him being a francophone, and that's why the lyrics might be a bit odd. Mm-hmm. But he's not a francophone. No, he's he's English speaking, but he's grown up learning both languages. I think he's learned Spanish since then too. I think so too. Yeah. But his relationship to words is really odd. Even in interviews, sometimes he'll use words in in different ways than I'm used to. And in his lyrics, he plays with language in a way that people usually don't. So it feels like he might not be a native speaker, but he is. It's just he has a very interesting way of playing with words. Yeah. 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 Well, he's an artist. He is. So this is a more positive spin than what we said last year. By we, I mean me. Okay. So let's 
now that the preamble's over, yeah. let's go to first verse. Yeah. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can watch you weave, then breathe your storylines. That makes sense to me. Okay, so what's the story? That he wears sunglasses? No, her story. Oh, her story. (laughs) Well, we don't know because we're not wearing sunglasses. He needs the sunglasses to see and to understand. Well, she's weaving a story, so she's not telling him the truth. Is that we think that she's either cheating on him or leading a duplicitous life? Well, perhaps, and maybe the, the, the sunglasses, he's wearing them, so maybe he doesn't have a great poker face. And it kind of hides his emotions or masks his uh, confusion or whatever it is, right? Yeah, that's good. You know, that's how Brett the Hitman Hart started in wrestling. He put on <laughs> he put on the glasses because his eyes darted back and forth because he was too nervous. Oh, okay. And so he could see more like a bad dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. it makes sense, right? Yeah. I think I might need to start putting my sunglasses on all day yeah. when I talk to people. <laughs> when I teach maybe in September, full sunglasses. Okay. So she's weaving and breathing. Okay, mm-hmm. let's next up. And I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can keep track of the visions in my eyes. Yeah. And I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can keep track of the visions in my eyes. So this is, he's watching her stories. Now he's watching his own stories, right? Because right? it's a glass and he can see yeah. himself, even though it's night. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Maybe there's a light on behind him. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a whole backlit situation, I think. Exactly. While she's deceiving me, it cuts my security. Has she got control of me? I turn to her and say... she's deceiving me so that works with weaving and breathing her Mm storylines it cuts his security that makes sense he's not feeling great about himself and then has she got control of me that kind of makes sense because he's self-doubting now right yeah like has she got control it's like i don't know what's going on here right and so to fight it he does the following he turns to her and he says this and this is what we got to figure out now before we get to it because you brought it up too that guitar comes in. Yes. And that guitar is so heavy. It rips. Yeah. And it works so well and adds to that whole sinister thing. It yeah. just really yeah, yeah, does yeah, yeah. feel like we're in a abandoned factory somewhere yeah. working this out. It's, Not dancing it off like you wouldn't footloose. No. But working it out. Oh yeah. This is this is almost um and I hesitate to say this, but it, it it's almost uh almost has like an industrial rock sound to it. Like, yes. Right? Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. I said I said abandoned factory rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different genre. Bill. <laughs> totally, totally. Next episode. Yeah. Okay. This is what he turns to her and say: Don't switch the blade on the guy in shades. Oh no! Don't masquerade with the guy in shades. Oh no! I can't believe it because you've got a maid with the guy in shades. Oh no.
haven't done this for a while, but I always heard, don't push the blame on the guy in shades. That's yeah. how I always remember hearing it. But no, it's uh, so is he being attacked? It's Corey Hart wordplay time. Yeah. I think that could be a whole category in itself yeah. because he must be talking about switchblades. Yeah. So, but now he's saying don't switch the blades. So, is he talking about getting stabbed well, metaphorically? Yeah, that, that's I guess so. So, if you're so if you have a switchblade, when you open it, is that switching it? You switch I, it on. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's Man. an electric type of knife, right? You mean streets of Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> getting some knife fights in Saint Urbain Street over bagels. <laughs> Uh, I picked the only street I can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the next line, don't masquerade with the guy in shades. Oh no, that makes sense because it's like, quit lying to the guy in shades. I'm the guy in shades. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Take quit your mask off. Yeah. yeah. Take your mask off. I got my shades on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And then he says, you've got it made with the guy in shades. So he's getting his um, security back or his, yeah. his hey, I'm, I'm a great catch. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? I. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. It, it's it doesn't seem like a, a relationship song, but it, it's it it is, but like not a ro- in a romantic sense. But it, it's there is a relationship between these two people in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay, let's head on to second verse. I think we're actually really getting somewhere with. Yeah, this. I think so too. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can so I can forget my name while you collect your claim. Insurance? Is That's it, what I was thinking. You think she's trying to poison him? Oh, man. And then she's going to take money? Well, Did he make a will? She switched a blade on him. Oh, yeah. It's, well, how are you going to prove that to the insurance company? Yeah. Oh, put the knife in his own hands? Yeah. Or maybe he was like running down the street on Sater Irvine Street or whatever it was and with a knife and he tripped and he fell on it. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, accidental stabbed himself. Yeah. 17 times. <laughs> The category is not coming up. It's not a Hallmark movie. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, this, this is not. Yeah, we've already we already know where this is going. Okay, great. Next up, I wear my sunglasses at night so I can so I can see the light that's right before my eyes. Is that like the freight train coming his way? Is he dying? Is Maybe heaven? the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. We might be taking it too far here, but he sees the light that's right before my eyes. Well, that would make sense because it's too bright, so put on your sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. But if he's bleeding out on St. Urban Street, it's like that scene in Ghost where he yes. gets taken up at yeah. the end. Oh, sorry. Well, I, was, I was thinking about the scene where they're making the pottery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No sunglasses on for that one. No, no, okay. no. They should have been wearing goggles. There was there was clay everywhere. Very dangerous. Also, like, really unsanitary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we go back to the regular, while well, she's deceiving me, she cuts my security, and so on. Yeah. And just right back into the chorus, right? Yeah. And actually, I think that's it. He goes yeah. back and it repeats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, right. doesn't, it doesn't need to do anything more because this could have been an instrumental. This could have been, like, in the same uh, vein as Axel F and still been an amazing song i don't know why an instrumental version doesn't exist i wouldn't mind just hearing isolated instruments like they do with that who song bob o'reilly is that it yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Where you could just yeah, hear the, the teenage wasteland song. Yeah, where you just hear the organ going. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. that sounds awful. When you hear the organ, like, okay, please stop. Somebody needs to sing. <laughs> but I think on this one, I would love to just hear that. Do 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 do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Just, just so I we can make sure that our listeners aren't uh, uh, screaming and and boycotting this podcast now i do know that the song is baba o'reilly but everyone uh, like when people who don't know the song they just call it teenage wasteland okay so, i did know that song i did know that am i deceiving you <laughs> am i cutting your security right now yeah yeah i'm looking for that blade yeah <laughs> What's your favorite lyric there of all those? What's the one you like the best? I like the don't masquerade with the guy in shades because he's flipping the script, right? Yeah. Because he's just, he's he's got uh, the person up against the wall. It's just like, don't masquerade with the guy in shades. Like after being like deceived and, and lied to and yeah. everything, he's just like, I'm on to you. Yeah. I like that lyric. That does also feel like a movie scene too, right? Where it's like almost like a sh- shoe gum detective. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> That's good. I think I like watch you weave then breathe your storylines because yeah. the internal rhyme, yeah, yeah, which yeah. which is sort of a fun play on words. All right, so... Should we talk the video a bit? Yeah, yeah. Video, first winner of the Juno for Video of the Year. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. those who don't know, the Junos are basically the Canadian version of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Who's the director of this? Do you know? Rob Courtley. That's correct. See? Rob Courtley directed the Gowan video. Yes, He directed right. the Glass Tiger that's video. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is... He is Canadian music video royalty. That's right. So we have brought him up now, I don't know, at least three or four times in the last two months. Yeah. 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 That video is... Uh, well, why don't you give us the uh, summary? So it's, uh, it's, it's shot... In the Don Jail in in Toronto, um, so it, it kind of has this like totalitarian like 1984 vibe about it, and like Corey Hart is is in his jail cell and everything, or he I think he's in a room, right? I mean, he yeah. ends up in a jail cell, but everyone's wearing sunglasses except him because that's what the the regime is saying. You wear your sunglasses, right. and he's being pursued by this attractive jailer of sorts. Right. And at the end, like he ends up in a, in a cage and he has sunglasses on. It's uh, very reminiscent of like 80s sort of blue movies, I think. It, it kind of had that feel. It's just like, should I be watching this? Yeah. Like this should be playing at a, like 1130, 12 o'clock on a Friday night or something. <laughs> when you watch this video, did you keep looking backwards to see if anyone was going to come in the room and catch you? Well, yeah, because like, and, and, and Corey Hart had these like jerky head movements, right? Where he's <laughs> yeah. just like, where he's a little bit manic, a little bit paranoid almost, right? Oh, yeah. The man's a good actor. He was actually, and I think we mentioned this, but uh, he was actually the uh, first choice for uh, playing Marty McFly in uh, Back, to, Back the to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He talked about that too. I saw an interview. He's like, yeah, well, it was an early thing. But he said, um, you know, Eric Stoltz did such a better job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, the video, it, it like I said, it has that uh, 1984 vibe, which goes along with the whole abandoned factory music sound. Yep. Well, you know what? We have a song where the lyrics match the production and the video matches 
them as well. Yes. So this yeah. is really is pretty triumphant yeah. 80s song. Yeah, it's a it's a trinity of 80s songs. Yeah. It's perfectly set for the MTV world. Yeah. And this is what really sent it to the stratosphere. I think yeah. they played it regularly. Yeah. I don't know how high it went in the States. Did it get up to number two or was it, got, it a little... got to number three in the States. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not bad for a 20-year-old Canadian kid, right? Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Did us proud. Yeah. And in great Canadian fashion, we kept them at number 24 and ignored them. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, we don't, like, we're, we're super happy for you, but like, it's like, you've had a lot of a success. Like, maybe let's give someone else a chance in Canada yeah. here. Yeah. So the Canadians just kept giving Brian Adams awards. Yeah. <laughs> he talked about this, where Brian Adams usually would win. And Corey Hart is so gracious. He goes, no, no, he deserved it. Okay, pop culture and this song. Yes. This comes up a ton. Most recently, he played the Doritos Stranger Things concert. I don't know if you watched that. No. So there is a Doritos ad where they talk about these three or four bands Mm -hmm. that were supposed to play this concert tour in whatever the name of that city Stranger Things takes place in. Okay, um, Hawksley? Yeah, that sounds... Hawkins. Hawkins, that's it. So they went missing. And so the whole idea is that they're in the underground world and Mm -hmm. the concert takes place in the underground world. Oh, okay. So I think the Go-Go's were there, among a couple others, and then Corey Hart was the opener. Yeah. And they have Corey Hart singing Sunglasses at Night. Mm -hmm. And also Never Surrender, I think. But I watched the Sunglasses part... It certainly looks like a lip sync, but yeah. it's a new vocal. Oh, okay. So it's pretty cool that he's 60 yeah. or more now, and he still sounds good. Can I just also say, he's 60 years old. The man doesn't age. No. The man does not age. He is an attractive looking man. I'm thinking if we stick to sparkling water and live in the Bahamas, we might have we a might, shot. We might have a shot. But this is also like... A little bit of foreshadowing, but uh, what is it about uh, Canadian artists coming out of Quebec that don't age? There's something. The eternal youth is somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where Ponce de Leon actually ended up? It wasn't actually. It wasn't actually Florida. Yeah, good call. Celine Dion still looks the same. I know, right? My goodness. And Mitsu. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh. Okay. It was Never Surrender that played in the episode of Stranger Things, right? In season three, I think it was. Yeah. But it's also been in uh, Grand Theft Auto. It's been a couple of other places, too. Lots of references out there. Yes. Yeah. And I I think uh, it might suffer, or I think people are taking pot shots at it because it is such an 80s tune, right? Yeah. And like, you know, sunglasses at night and laughing at it. I remember seeing a, uh, this is years ago there was a saturday night live skit where it was all these 80 artists going into court to sue napster right people remember what napster is and uh cory hart got wheeled like the actor playing cory hart got wheeled into the uh courtroom like in a wheelchair like a neck brace and everything and uh and they asked well what happened to you it's like i wore my sunglasses at night oh man and you know saturday night live yeah come on come on yeah <sighs> But uh, more recently, mm-hmm. 
it's uh and and you told me about this they took the song and just like slowed it down like so much in the movie nope the the jordan uh jordan peele movie yeah and it sounds super sinister it sounds creepy it's awesome so our friend tom brehan of stereo gum yeah he wrote this about the cover it's not a cover. It's just taking yeah. the song, slowing it down, and adding, I think, uh, a drum beat or maybe a couple other things to it. Mm-hmm. He says, it sounds like sunglasses at night playing on a Walkman with dying batteries while at yes. the same time being swallowed up by the pits of hell. <laughs> it is so sinister. I haven't seen the movie and how it plays yeah. in uh, in that movie, but um, yeah, it, it, it sounds creepy. So for all the people mocking this, there's some serious artists who love this song in particular. One yep. of them is Wycliffe Jean. Oh, okay. It comes up in like a Fuji song. He's called Nappy Heads. Oh, okay. And he he's kind of talks about sunglasses at night in the song. Oh, okay. Raps it with, kind of sings it because he's playing with things. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was already onto it early. Yeah. And so it comes up a lot. I think there's a lot of people who dig it. I wear my sunglasses at night to spy on. We talked about like the the feel and the sort of texture of the song and, and just how like it is really powerful, right? Yeah. So I, I think if if dummies like us can can feel that, uh, imagine like actual people who know music are probably feeling the same thing and enjoying it the same way. In the world of hip hop, where you have samples matter so much and great production matters, yeah. When they hear this, they know something's incredible. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Category time. Yeah, let's hit some categories. Okay, you got a mixtape. I have a mixtape, and uh, it was it was really really basic here. I started looking up songs with sunglasses in in the title, yeah. but yep. most of them I didn't know, and the ones that I did know, I didn't actually even like. Oh, side note: National Sunglasses Day is uh, June twenty seventh. Oh, cool. good yeah. to know. All right. Yeah, I mean we're a little late to the party here, but. Uh, Next year, you know, yeah. next year, maybe we'll re- we'll uh, release this song again or something. Yeah. But I went super basic songs about the night. Okay. Because the night, Patti Smythe. Okay. I love that song. All right. Dance the Night Away, Van Halen. Hmm. Into the Night, Benny Mardonis. I knew that would be coming. <laughs> Great. All Night Long, Lionel Richie. Right. And then we finish it with uh, Night and Day. I'll be sure. Okay, nice. Very good. 
The uh, only one that seems sinister there is Into the Night by Benny Mardonis. <laughs> well, yeah, that's sinister for other yeah. reasons, yeah. though. Yeah, exactly. That would be interesting to play those songs beside each other. That's a good, that's good. Yeah. As for me, I didn't really go mixtape this week at all, but I looked at covers okay. of Sunglass at Night, and it's been covered a ton. There's a lot of EDM versions of this, and it lends okay. itself to it, and it's tough to kind of wade through. There's so many, but there is one by... I hope I pronounced this right. Taiga and Zentherius. Yeah. yeah. Eight minute version. Oh. Yeah. And then it's pretty good, but the vocals don't work to me. Like, so every one of these doesn't match the Corey Hart vocal. Yeah. And so I feel like they got some good sounds going on. They play with it a lot. But the ones I went through, few of them could match it. But there was one by Pulse Driver, Dark Mix version, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's another one. That was by Arsis, which was like a heavy metal version. Oh, okay. The only one I really enjoyed, I mean, the Nope one is incredible. It's still yeah. Corey Hart. That's that's the top, so I'd put that top. But it was by a group called The Lost Fingers. The Lost Fingers. I've seen them actually perform this Oh, once. good. Yeah, and it was it was good. Yeah. So it was, it was like maybe a flamenco feel. Flamenco, like, uh, like this sort of swing jazzy type, uh, yeah, type okay. uh, sound. That, that's, that's their... Um, uh, their M-O? shtick, right? Yeah. Or their MO, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the one I liked the most, but then it had me thinking about Il Devo's operatic style of doing songs, where I wonder if someone who's familiar with the type of music that that is being played would say, oh, this is just getting like, it just follows this sort of formula where you can take any song and put it in. Yeah. I'm not sure. Just want to take a shot at Il Devo there. (laughs) Okay, so let's go there's categories well for a movie we decided it can't be a hallmark it can't movie. be a hallmark movie it might be something a little more mature yeah certainly there's this lot of different sinister feels and all sorts yes. of ways okay yeah, yeah, yeah let's go to the category then about when would michael bolton destroy De- the world <laughs> destroy the world while seeing this uh at the course yeah well, she's deceiving me would just swallow everything up. Well, that that's that's, oh, that's every, before every, the everything's starting to crumble and then it's don't push the blade on the guy in shades and yeah. that just Yeah. And instead of electric guitar, it's still just his voice yeah. doing the electric guitar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. This is kind of a first for us. This is the first time we've done an artist twice as the feature artist. We've done Amy Grant twice in a sense, but this is as the feature artist, Corey Hart, you get top billing at uh, Bill and Frank's uh, Guilt-Free Pleasures. Yep. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. So you've you've made it to the big time. So, you know, on a almost semi-popular podcast amongst our group of friends. We're working on that. But 
listeners, if you're like us, and when you get into the front of class for that group presentation, your eyes are going to be darting back and forth because you're nervous. It's okay to put on those sunglasses. And if you're ever out on a date and the person you're with is making you feel maybe a bit insecure, maybe it's cutting into your security, it's okay to turn to the person and say, You've got it made with the guy in shades. I don't know. <laughs>